It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys get another huge win over the Washington Commanders on Thanksgiving. But what's our biggest takeaway from this game? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we're going to get to our biggest takeaways from the Cowboys' Week 12 win over the Commanders. But I got to say, these like 30-point home wins i can get kind of used to this this is nice yeah uh, honestly uh, let's uh, let's let's continue the trend of the three touchdown four touchdown plus uh victories that uh you know that allow me to uh get some stuff done in the fourth quarter while uh, i'm waiting for the game to end i uh, know yeah i mean it is it, it and i think you know you and i had predicted uh um you know, kind of different outcomes or at least how we would get there. But I think we both saw this as a game that there was an opportunity that, that could also get out of hand, but it's, it's shocking now. Um, you know, the, the, I, the Cowboys I'm assuming are still number one in point differential. Uh, and, and, and I'm assuming, uh, and, and I think that, you know, it's games like this that you, you really kind of show, uh, that the Cowboys are, are maybe a little bit better than, uh, at taking care of business, you know, especially against teams that are, are lesser than, uh, than they had been in previous seasons. Uh, the takeaway for me in this one is just that the avalanche against bad teams just feels inevitable at this point. Like this game was 20 to 10 for a while, the entire third quarter, but it just felt like at any moment this game was going to break open. And it did later. Like it was it, every week, this seems like it happens, but it was 20, 20 to 10. The Cowboys go on this long, field goal drive, four plays on defense. They they get a turnover on downs, sets up a short field for the Cowboys, three plays, yeah. 24 yards, touchdown, turnover on downs, the next uh, drive for Washington, three plays, 65 yards, touchdown, interception, touchdown, and it goes from 20 to 10, or excuse me, 23 to 10 to 45 to 10 in like five minutes of game action. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's- it's like when you watch a movie and, and people are near a dam, you know, and then you start to see the cracks in the dam and like the screws start bursting off and you just feel it like you just feel that it's coming. Right. And then once it starts coming and it starts getting out of out of hand, you know, the Cowboys defense can further squeeze you even more. Right. And then suddenly as they're squeezing you even more, you're making more mistakes. And it's like running in quicksand. Right. It's, it's, it's like the worse, the more you struggle, the more you try to catch up to where the Cowboys are 
the more you're kind of playing right into what they want. They're taking the ball away. They're forcing you off the field. They're making. They're forcing you to uh, commit fourth down. Uh, uh, go try to go for it on fourth down in, in spots you probably wouldn't normally go for it, and then suddenly the Cowboys have the ball in a short field. So it, you know it's kind of that positive feedback loop we see where if the Cowboys can get just a little bit of a foothold on you, they really can squeeze teams. They really have a way to kind of just uh, uh, take a close game, and then suddenly if it's a two score game, uh, now you're really fighting uphill, and 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 that struggle is what's going to end up actually killing you. Uh, because because that struggle is going to make you cause mistakes. It's going to make you have problems at the end. Uh, so, all right. So the Cowboys win 45 to 10. Should have mentioned that at the top. They're now yeah. eight and three on the season, five and zero oh at home. Their point differential at home, I think it's like 28.6 points per game. That's going to be pretty ridiculous. That's uh, ridiculous. What did this win mean for you? And like thinking about this Cowboys team, moving forward like did it change your opinions on this team at all well again i mean you know we can only draw so much from these games i mean look i mean everyone's going to point out you know the cowboys record versus you know uh, uh opponents above 500 versus opponents below 500 you know the cowboys can only play who's on the schedule right and 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 if the fact that they're going in and and blowing these teams out, that's that's the most that you can ask for for the, these games. So yeah. the fact is that, you know, what I learned from this team, again, is just this is a game that, again, traditionally the Cowboys, even t- good Cowboys teams that go into the playoffs and win games, this is a game that a traditional Cowboy team would lose. Or, or, well, what was or the year? Or, or uh, what was close, the year? Right? Yeah, what was the year the Landon that the Cowboys lost to Jeff Garcia and the Eagles on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Was that like yeah. 2007, even when the Cowboys were yeah. really good? I think it was, yeah, 2006 or seven. That sounds right. And, and, and again, that just kind of shows you, that's a great example, right, of a team that made the playoffs as a good team, but kind of just did that traditionally knuckleheaded, you know, stuff that we say all shucks about the Cowboys after years and years and years. That's the difference to me between this team this year and in previous years, and again, it doesn't mean anything until we get into January and we start winning games, and I know that, and everybody on the internet's going to sell you that and all that. But if you want, if you want to look for signs for why this team is different than previous years, again, another game where the Cowboys traditionally would have found a way to stumble or would have found a way to make this a lot closer than it was. But but instead of that, they absolutely blow the doors off a, a team that they should have blown the doors off of in a national televised game on thir- on Thanksgiving Day. All these things that we that we traditionally view as as like oh you know, make us hold our breath. They're playing in the alternate jersey. They're they're playing at Thanksgiving. They're playing against a team that they can't win. All these times that in the past that we would have been like they they struggled to get over themselves. They st- struggled to not shoot themselves in the foot. They have continually uh, cleared the bar on that sort of game this year over and over. Well, also mentioned, I say this every week, good teams win. Um, Not looking at you, Philadelphia, beating Washington (laughs) barely each time that you played. But great teams cover, right? And the Cowboys have now been double-digit favorites in each of the last three games. In each of the last three games, not only have they covered, they've won by 20 or more points in all three games. They do not let bad teams hang around for the most part, getting rid of that one Cardinals game early in week three. They typically put these games away. I think I saw the stat this year that Prescott only has like 13 or 14 pass attempts in the fourth quarter 
all year at home. I mean, it's absolutely incre- crazy how how much they've just put these games away in the third quarter and then kind of not look back. That is a sign of a good team. And yes, we're going to see the Cowboys get tested over the next month against Seattle and Philly and Miami and Buffalo and Detroit. But put away the good teams. Don't let them hang around and move on to the next game. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing we could definitely say is that this is a fantastic road team. I mean, I'm sorry, a fantastic home team. A fantastic home team. They've now won 13 straight. Uh, I, I think they put the stat up during the game that the Cowboys have actually never uh, been uh, uh, behind so far this not, season. Not a, second, a, a, a single at, second at home. A single point that they ever been uh, uh, behind at home. So I, I think that we know that. I think what we need to see now is continued improvement on the road, continued improvement on going on the road and, and, and try to narrow the gap in the performances between the, the, the home games and, and the road games. Because here's the thing, you know, like unless Philadelphia finds a way to stumble in these next few, few uh, uh, games, the Cowboys are definitely going to be playing at yeah. least one road game, likely multiple. In, in fact, frankly, likely to be road games all the way up into yeah. the Super Bowl. So the Cowboys have got to find a way to, to kind of bridge the gap between those performances. On our Wednesday show, we thought that this could potentially be a big tech Prescott game. It certainly was. We will break down his performance next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. I really hope that you took the Cowboys to beat the Commanders in Week 12. That would have been a very smart bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can even go bet on the MVP award, where Dak Prescott is now plus 850 to win the award after being 50-1 to just a few weeks ago. Pretty interesting. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Landon, let's talk about Dak. We we kind of thought before the game that this could potentially be a big Dak game. He's at home. The commanders are going to be without their top three edge rushers. The cornerback situation has been a little shaky for Washington, and boy, did he ever play well. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, you know, there were definitely a couple of throws that I feel like uh, he would have liked to have back, and I think there were a couple of throws in which uh, there was some uncalled, you know, 
hand stuff. That, you know, I, I felt like for the most part, Vinovich did what Vinovich does and he let them play. There were some penalties at certain points, but uh, for the most part, they were letting these guys play. Um, and I think that, that, that CD specifically was kind of having some issues getting off of some of the more, let's call it sticky coverage. Sure. Um, but but I, I do think that once they kind of worked through that, especially once the fourth quarter came around, uh, you know, Dak was absolutely masterful. And, and, and really, uh, some of these throws, he, man, he, he loves that seam throw. Oh, uh, yeah. He loves that tight end seam throw uh, more than maybe anything else in the world. And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, just – not you know a high percentage. Uh, 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 I think he ended up with something like sixty six percent of his passes completed or something. But 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 uh, but very very efficient. His EPA per play was like over over a point, uh, half a point of throw. Uh, it helped he his up, tight ends could hold onto the ball a little bit. I mean, you know, I mean, I, listen, I, I I don't blame uh, Ferguson for the one where he landed on his head. But but yeah, I think it felt like if some of his tight ends could catch the ball a little bit better. Mm. But I mean, I think the big thing is, and, and honestly, if you want to talk about the difference in the game between the two quarterbacks, because Sam Howell threw the ball a, a lot as well. Um, I, I think the biggest difference is that one of them was averaging eight yards of depth of, per target. And the other one was averaging 14.7 yards per t- target uh, uh, of depth, which, so that, that really showed you just kind of how the, the commanders were, they got a lot of yardage and we could talk about that, but, uh, the difference between the, the 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 commanders and the Cowboys passing offense was that the commanders had a lot of empty calories, yeah. and the Cowboys yeah. were really taking huge chunks and 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 really burning them. Uh, you know, specifically on third down, it felt like. So you mentioned the ADOT, which is the average depth of target, uh, <laughs> which is a ridiculous number. Was it fourteen point seven again? Mm-hmm. I looked this up before we went on the show. Not only is that the highest. A dot that we've seen from a quarterback this year. No other quarterback in the NFL had over a 12 and a half A dot in any single game. It's the highest that we've seen from any quarterback in a game over the last three seasons. And the fact that Dak was this accurate and was able to average over 10 yards an attempt passing the ball in this game, I, I truly don't know if I've seen him play a better game. Like he was. I mean, he very easily could have finished this game 26 of 32 for 450 yards and five touchdowns. Like, it was so close for him having a perfect day. Even then, I mean, he he finished the game with a pass rating of 142. Like, it's insane how well he's playing right now. Yeah, I mean, to average, you know, a, a throw that deep uh, and, and, and to get, like, you know, almost 70% completion percentage, uh, I mean, that's just absolutely absurd, you know? And, and I think it just showed you – how well uh, the, the Cowboys were kind of putting these receivers kind of in blenders at a certain point. I, I, I honestly don't know if I've ever seen Dak play better. I, I think this is the best stretch of football that he's ever played between what he did against Carolina last week. You know, not super efficient, but against the Giants, 404 yards, four touchdowns, played great against Philadelphia, throwing for more, almost 400 yards and three touchdowns, played great against the Rams. I mean, I, I don't want to say that he should be the MVP favorite, but he is certainly in the conversation now, Landon. The Cowboys going into the rest of week 12 have the number one scoring offense in the NFL. They're averaging 38 points per game at home. Dak's passer rating this season is 107, which is the highest of his career. Since week six, I think his passer rating is 114. I mean, he's been marvelous. Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, the best that he's looked in his career – um, certainly, certainly. I mean, I think last week he was in the conversation the week before that he was in the conversation for MVP. 
I think the odds will tell you that he is dead center in that conversation right now. Um, you, you know, the, the position is what is usually going to be given the MVP. It's usually going to be a quarterback. If they're, if they're going to give it to a quarterback, I mean, Dak has played basically as well as any quarterback in the league, especially since, you know, week four or five. Um, it's, it's hard to kind of continue to use hyperbole here, but, but, you know, the way that Dak is kind of consistently, uh, played, you know, kind of huge, like chunk football, like big time throw football Mm -hmm. while still managing to be efficient and, 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 uh, uh, continue to churn out and, and convert third downs at extremely high rate. Uh, you know, this offense has just flown to the stratosphere these last few weeks. And it has everything to do with Dak Prescott. And look, it's not even just CeeDee Lamb based. I mean, I think a lot of that was about just just feeding CeeDee Lamb at certain points, which obviously has huge benefits. But CeeDee Lamb was was not necessarily the, you know, I, I think he was drawing a ton of attention. They were doing everything they can to kind of get, get you know, coverage towards him. But, I, you know, he didn't have to have a huge game, no, game in no. order for Dak to have a huge game. So, uh, while still managing to, you know, 70 yards or whatever in touchdown. So not that not being a huge game for CeeDee Lamb, is, that just kind of shows you where his career is at this point. We, we have to mention the offensive line. So we knew Washington yes. going into this game was going to struggle a little bit creating pass rush because of their edge situation. They still have Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. Uh, we, we've got some early numbers from Pro Football Focus, so not set in stone, but the early numbers. Three total pressures allowed in this game, none by Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele, and Tyler Bionish. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I just the offensive line overall just played fantastic. Obviously, the pass protections, that what you were just talking about before, but also in the run blocking, I felt like as the game kind of go, went on and they needed to kind of salt it away, you saw some of the best, run, better run blocking you've seen. I think Terrence Steele's looking as good as he's looked at any point this, this season. This was definitely his best game. I mean, we, we haven't watched the All-22 yet. We're going to do that over the weekend. But just on the, the live camera, I thought he played really yeah. well. Absolutely. I mean, just move. I mean, just based on on the fact that he's moving better than he has previously, right? Just he's 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 being more athletic. He's out in space. He's hitting targets. Uh, it, I think we could say the same thing about Tony Pollard. I mean, you know, not only just uh, as a runner, but as a pass protector, he was incredible tonight. And and we're starting to see you know kind of old Pollard in some of these games. And and you know, if you get like upgraded Tony Pollard from where you were er- earlier in the season, as as we get on later in the season. That's going to be an enormous boost to this offense, especially yeah. as we get down the stretch. The offensive line playing this well is so encouraging for me. It feels like the Cowboys have figured out something. Again, knock on wood every time I talk about Tyron Smith, but this not having him practice and just go through the walkthroughs, it really does seem like he's fresh going into the games. He looks unbelievable. Uh, I can't wait to turn on the tape and watch Zach Martin because I thought for the most part, Martin looked pretty good in, in pass blocking as well. Tyler, offensive, Smith. Oh, Tyler yeah. Smith buried a dude on one of those uh, to, on one of those runs inside near the, near the twenty. I mean, Tyler Smith had a couple of really really great blocks on uh, on Payne yeah. specifically. It's, it's yeah, like. so that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll we'll make sure later next week uh, we talk about some of the all twenty two notes that we have. Make sure you come back on Monday and Tuesday for us talking about the offensive line. But Lane, now we have to turn our attention to the defense, which we had some NFL history that was made on Thursday. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, 
music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you, you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront so that you know you're exactly what you're getting. You're getting a great deal without all the hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, all you have to do is create an account, redeem promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Every dayers, we will be back on Monday to break down all of the film. It's another short week for the Cowboys having a game on Thursday, so we will get you ready for that. But make sure you tune in on Monday for our All-22 review. But Landon, it's time to talk about NFL history that was made on Thursday Dolly Parton, the oldest Dallas Cowboy cheerleader of all time. No, that's not what we're talking oh. about. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Jonathan Hankins getting two sacks, which honestly mean, that's is pretty uh, incredible. just yeah. as incredible as yeah. well. But yes. Uh, no. <laughs> Bland had his yeah. fifth pick six of the season. Is it, does he have seven interceptions on the season now? Like, is that the number? Am I? Uh, it was six, yeah. So I think seven now. Yeah, that's right. Wow. I think he has now 11 interceptions in his last 11 games, which is absolutely wild. Uh, or 11, I'm sorry, 11 interceptions in his last 17 games, which is yeah. again incredible. At this point, I'm just never surprised. Like, I, yeah. I, I almost expect him to get a pick six a game. It's crazy where we are at right now. I, I just know that, like, it was. I remember there was a point last week when we were talking about it, and everyone's talking about, like, you know, he could break this record. And I, and I honestly thought to myself, I was like, I mean, that's just. I mean, the odds that he got four of these and that he's going to get another one is just ridiculous. So the sounds that came out of my body when he caught that ball and was running it back the other way uh, uh, were, were were similar. And I think someone else mentioned this too. Were similar to the sounds that came out of my body when uh, when Des Bryant was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. I think <laughs> I, I I I made a, a screeching noise and a holler noise. Uh, of joy that 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 was was pretty rare and uh it was it was incredible and 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 the fact is like I, you there was so much on the line while he was returning too that oh, was the thing yeah. about it like yeah. like you're, 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 it's like the interception is one thing but oh is he gonna do it can he get past those two guys and the when he made that that cut past the two guys i was just like i lost it uh it was i mean congratulations to deron bland i mean just absolutely incredible uh, we, we, we've talked about the story so much. I mean, it's hard to kind of go over it again, but the fact that he's come from where he's come and, 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 and that, you know, the Cowboys can go from losing the guy that was supposed to be 
this right to 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 having another one just kind of in their back pocket, uh, the, another interception king in their back pocket, uh, and that he that he's been so specifically good at returning them for touchdowns is is just ridiculous. And and I think everyone and put that's up, a skill. That's absolutely yeah skill. yeah. It's not, oh, it's, it's absolutely a skill. You know, I, the the thing is that you see all these different stats about like all the wide receivers that he scored more touchdowns than, and and you know, it's just the numbers are just nuts, but. The fact that no one else has pulled this off and he's done it, you know, basically at just over halftime of the season. Wow. It's incredible. It's just absolutely incredible. I, I got a quick story. So my brother and I watch every Cowboys game together. And my wife made the comment today. She's like, you guys don't really get excited during games. We're very negative. Like we're just complaining about that. I'm, I'm sure you're not surprised. We're very negative during the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when something good happens, we're not like we don't get up and scream or, you know, cheer or anything like that, but just very much like the standard is the standard, right? Like you're supposed yeah. to be doing that stuff. Yeah. When Durant Land picked off that pass, it was the first time all game that my brother and I stood up and we're screaming at the TV. It's it's incredible. I, yeah. I, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. I, I saw the interview or the uh, how the team reacted when he got to the locker room. They seem like they all absolutely love it. He seems as humble as could be. Like he just he doesn't like the spotlight at all. I no. couldn't be happier for him. This is so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I agree. Absolutely, he just seems like a real humble guy. That that really, uh, you know, really, really just kind of was a grindstone guy, and just everybody likes him on the team. That's the thing is that you know that that's the thing you notice when everyone talked about him. Like even all the way to training camp, uh, everyone's you know always uh, 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 going out of their way to say positive things about yes. Deron Bland. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just incredible talent. Uh, could not be more excited for, for him. Uh, you know, there's a couple more guys. Uh, if we have a second, I'd like to talk about on defense. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that go ahead. I thought the defensive tackles specifically played incredible tonight. Uh, obviously, uh, you, you saw Hankins with two sacks. I mean, just that's ridiculous that Hankins got two sacks tonight. Uh, but tonight I felt like was a real breakout game for Oso Digizua. Hmm. And uh, and uh, I almost said Damone Clark. Duran, wait, it is Damone Clark. Sorry, see, there you go. I, I messed it up the right way. Uh, no, I, I you know, I, I think Clark was just all over the field, just made a whole bunch of tackles. Even when Bell was off the field, uh, you saw Clark kind of picking up the slack. I, th- I, I don't know the numbers off the top of me, but he has to have had at least eight or nine tackles. He had eight tackles play. in the first quarter. That's just unbelievable. Uh, and then also Digizua was just absolutely disruptive. He had at least a sack and, and maybe maybe two more tackles for loss, I think, and was just generally disruptive the entire game. Um, so it was great to see him get some love on, on national television because I feel like he's a guy that has been quietly having a very, very good season all season. And, and it was good to see him kind of uh, break out even a little bit more in this game. I've got one before we go. Deron Bland is going to get all the attention from this game, and he absolutely deserves it all. But Stephon Gilmore, to me, had the best game that he's had of his career. Sorry, of his Cowboys career. On the third down and one play, he makes an incredible play to undercut the pass, knock it away from Mm -hmm. Terry McLaurin. The Cowboys get the stop on fourth down, sets up a field goal. There was another drive where the commanders had the ball third and three, I think it was, and – Gilmore undercuts like a mesh route, knocks it away. Very next play, the Cowboys get off the field on fourth yep. down. He got targeted. I've got the numbers here. He got targeted 11 times on Sunday. 
only allowed 31 yards, only one, uh, only one first down all game long. I thought he was absolutely incredible. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, just really has aged well through the season, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's just very consistent. Uh, has, has just always, you know, look, he's, he, sometimes he's going to give up some yards, but, but he hasn't, you know, been a guy that, that they can pick on on a regular basis. It does seem like even today that the guy that they were actually picking on was Deron Bland at yeah. times. Right. Yep. And then, you know, they paid the price for that. So uh, yeah, I, I think that it just shows you how, I mean, what an incredible steal they, the Cowboys got for him because I mean, it just, it set the floor at the starting cornerback position so high that even when you lose digs, you knew that you were at least going to have before you knew you had, you know, the greatest pick sixer in history on your team. You knew that you were going to have at least a, 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 a still quality, a very good quality cornerback. I, I think he's gotten better every month for the Cowboys. And that's really exciting to me. It seems like he's just become more and more comfortable in this defense. I agree. And he, and he's, and he's just, you know, solid. Plus, you know, every once in a while when you need him to make a big play, like on that third down, you know, on an island, down the field, isolated, on third down, in the end zone, gets his head around, locates the ball, swats it away. makes Running step-by-step step with one of the fastest receivers in the league. Yep, absolutely. Just very, wow. very impressive. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lotton Cowboys your first listen every single day. Again, we will be back on Monday. Go check out our show on YouTube. We post shows every single day over there. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We are free and available on all platforms. I don't get to say this very often, but enjoy your victory Friday, your victory Saturday, Sunday, Monday, every day this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will get you ready for the Cowboys game against the Seattle Seahawks in week 13. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you right back here on Monday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.